to the Red Light Report. Your number one source for all things red light therapy. Where you will learn how to optimize your health, wellness, and longevity with the power of photobiomodulation. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Belkowski. Well, guys, welcome back to the Red Light Report. And for the first time on this podcast, we're going to have a repeat guest. And that's for a good reason. It's David Horonek. And you should recognize that name because not only did he develop the Longev Revive and Longev Recover creams, but his podcast or his episode, I should say, which I've aired twice intentionally, he was one of my first guests when I first started this podcast last March, I believe, 2021. And then it was most recently aired right around Christmas 2021. And both episodes, if they were to stand on their own, would be in the top three or four of all of my episodes. So it's wildly popular. And it's for a good reason, because David is full of interesting, unique, fascinating, applicable information that I think is important for people to hear. And so we're not going to go into very much depth about the Longev creams, because we already did that with the first episode. So I would highly recommend going back to that episode if you're curious about all the nuances of the ingredients and what what David's doing with different companies, which we can get in today as well. But very fascinating information. Again, the most recent one was around Christmas. But today, we're going to kind of just have David talk about his new lifestyle, what he's got going on. Um, we, we talked for, geez, almost 10 minutes before this recording, and already he, he's, uh, he was divulging some really fascinating information. So, so we'll dive in here quickly. Uh, but without further ado, David, thanks for taking the time out of your day uh, to hop on this podcast and and welcome as always. Hey, thanks a lot, Mike. You know, it's always fun to for me to you know get to kind of spread information that I found useful in my life, and to be with a, somebody like yourself who has been innovative in the spaces that uh, you know I've been developing things in for years is also kind of like kindred spirits, if you want to say. And uh, your base, I think, will kind of resonate with some things that we're going to talk about today. You know, without further ado, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about some longevity moves that I've been doing for myself, that I've been studying, and uh, I've been putting into plan for myself on my new lifestyle. Just to give it a little background, you know, I lived in California for over 40-something years. I built businesses there. I, I had that kind of rat race lifestyle that everybody had there where, you know, you, you acquire all these things. You have to figure out ways to pay for them. You're driving, you know, hundreds of miles a day and, you know, massive traffic, you know, creating stress, stress in your life that, you know, when you get to your little uh, space that you have a little sanctuary, hopefully you have that there. And, you know, I was able to create that there. I think you came to my place and saw I built myself a little sanctuary there. So since we last talked, I have basically divested myself out of California and I have now living in a remote location in the woods at a private resort here that I call my private resort that I'm basically surrounded by, you know, maple trees, birch trees, beech trees, and just animals galore. And uh, I have my own well now that has pre-Cambrian water in it. The land I'm living on is the oldest land in the world. It's the first land ever out of the water. My land is positioned on top of quartz so that I have a residence here that like I've never been able to find anything like this. And, you know, I do a lot of pendulum work now, which, you know, we'll get a little bit into that. And my pendulum readings here are, you know, I couldn't have found a better place to live. You know, but so without further ado, you know, let's just get into some of the longevity moves that I've been doing. I focus a lot these days on, again, immune building situations. And one of the best immune building situations, which we probably talked about in the past, are infrared saunas. I've used infrared saunas in my life now for 15, 20 years. 
you know, I'm the developer of one of the most well-known infrared textiles in the world, which is called Salient. And uh, Salient has, you know, been put on tens of millions of people around the world. It's uh, used by some of the biggest brand names in the world. And with that said, some of the new things I'm doing with the infrared sauna are I am doing, you know, the the thermal circuit training, which I really enjoy. I will uh, get my sauna up to maximum 150. I will sit in there for generally about uh, 20 minutes, you know, with the red light on my body at the same time because I have chromotherapy in it as well. After the 20 minutes, I will then submerge myself into ice baths of this pure alkaline magnetized water. And I will do that probably two to three times for my treatment. And, you know, after that, I pretty much clothe myself, you know, in a robe, and then I relax for about 30 minutes. And, you know, it's proven now that when you do the infrared saunas, that your body builds HGH for the amount of time that you've been in the sauna, it builds the HGH for that amount of time that you're out of the sauna. So that's one of the ways that I help keep my longevity program going. Just quickly, Dave, for the audience, HGH is yeah. uh, human growth hormone. Human growth hormone, you bet. And it, it is the synthetic versions. I don't feel maybe the body assimilates it as well as when your body can produce it itself. And uh, by stimulating the heat shock protein like we do with the infrared sauna, your body's then triggered to you know build and produce this human growth hormone to protect you. Then the kicker is as you hit the cold, the cold helps your body build the brown fat, which is another immune builder and has many different benefits of protection for the immune system as well. So, you know, that's kind of, you know, one of the things I wanted to bring up today and, and a simple way for people that can't afford an infrared sauna, you know, it's not like a, an elitist type of thing at all. You can literally go to your hardware store, buy yourself infrared light bulb, go home, you can produce a tent out of any kind of material you can find. You can use canvas. You can use a big piece of plastic. You can produce yourself a small kind of makeshift tent with a chair underneath it. You can turn the light on and you can bathe in that for a period of time. And as long as you're going to get it up, build up a sweat, your body's going to have that effect to it. And then we all have a cold shower, so we can all jump into a cold shower. So for under like $50, you know, somebody that can't afford one can now go out and enjoy this benefit. And then if they are of means, you don't have to be of much means to be able to buy one of your bio lights. You know, I wanted to kind of get into that a little bit. It was a phenomena that happened over Christmas. You know, my daughter is a successful crypto developer and investor and trader at a young age. She says, hey, dad, you know, what can I get mom for Christmas? I said, you know, why, why don't you get her a red light therapy system I set up? And you were fortunate. I don't know how you do it, but you're one of the first Google searches that comes up. In this box came this amazing uh, BioLite. It's made to perfection, I got to tell you, and it, it covers all bases. We got the size for the face and we got a size we can travel with. Just last night alone, you know, during the morning, my wife was using it on her face. I was using it on my face. Super easy to use. The goggles work great. And then last night, you know, she, we were just at a jazz festival and walking around cobblestone streets in this uh, kind of European city. And uh, her foot got a little sore, so she put it on the BioLite last night and uh, woke up today, and it was just, her foot felt great. We took a great walk in the forest. Again, thank you for that and, you know, taking your journey. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a pretty funny story because I remember you texting me, was it a month or two ago, and told me that. And I, I just assumed that you had suggested BioLite just because of our connection. So it was kind of funny mm -hmm. to hear that it was actually unintentional and just, just kind of happened that way uh, coincidentally. 
Exactly. And that again leads to, you know, I have your cream on right now. You can see a little bit of color on my face. And again, you know, that cream is a, a band shifter and it will take unwanted light and convert it into red light as well. So you're keeping with your whole program on that. So, you know, good on you for uh, realizing, you know, when we met that day that, hey, this guy's got a little something to it. And, you know, all the ingredients in that in that uh, cream are kind of found in no other cream in the world. So, you know, that's that's awesome. I just wanted to ask you a couple of questions. Again, we don't need to go too deeply into the cream, but uh, some common questions I get with the cream from customers is, is there a best time of the day to use the cream, whether it's the Revive, which is kind of the quote unquote original version or the Recover, which is the original version plus CBD oil. So with either cream, is there a quote unquote best time of the day to use them? Or is it just kind of as necessary if you're going to go out in the sun, if you're going to do a red light therapy session? What would you say to that? My thoughts are after you wash your face in the morning, I would exfoliate. Make sure you exfoliate when you're using this cream. Put the cream on immediately because you got to realize this cream has regenerative effects. And it also responds to the body's own energy at the same time, you know, with the humic acids and the crystalline structures that are available in the cream. And the band shifting that happens, you know, our body's uh, DNA emits in the ultraviolet spectrum and this cream converts ultraviolet into red light. So it's, it's a before, during and after cream is what I say, you know, the CBD maybe at night before you go to sleep and don't worry about if you get a little stain on your pillows or something like that, because it, it washes right out or on your collar or anything like that. I even say, you know, if I cut myself or something like that, after I disinfect, I'll always, you know, put a little bit of that cream on it because, you know, the cream does contains some carbon 60, which is, you know, a a massive cell healer at the same time. So for me, it's morning, noon, and night, to be honest with you. That's it. So pretty much any time. And I guess another question that's along the same lines, but a little different is I get asked a lot is that can the creams be used more or less as a sunscreen, not to say it's going to protect against, you know, excessive high temperatures for long durations, but with the astaxanthin and the turmeric and other things, can it be kind of used as a pseudo sunscreen to help protect or at least increase the duration you can be outside before you get that urethemic redness response from the sun? Well, you know, with that said, I call it a sun filter, of course. And again, because it does contain some coconut oil and it does contain the humic acid, these have all been studied to have a specific SPF of around, you know, 12 to 15 is what you would say that is. So if you went off that rating, but humic acid was heavily studied by the German community for its benefits for sun and things of that nature. And again, at the same time, it is a DNA regenerator. It repairs DNA. So, and astaxanthin, I mean, you know, you can just go on and on. And the astaxanthin, you got to realize that if you do get a burn, it will recover from the burn much quicker and be more insignificant than a normal burn because the astaxanthin helps the body produce the anti-inflammation markers. And that's key. in in that whole aspect. And, you know, if you can have the benefit of being able to take between six and 12 milligrams of uh, a good quality astaxanthin, you know, that's also another benefit, you know, for your eyes, your skin, inflammation, things of that nature. But again, astaxanthin is probably one of the most highly sought after antioxidants in the world today. Yeah. And that's definitely one of my top supplements or adjuvants. I guess that'd be a uh, adjuvant, wouldn't it? It's something your body doesn't produce. Yes. That, that's definitely one of my top yeah. adjuvants, like non-negotiables. I take it every day. And for a long time, for most of my childhood and early adult life, I dealt with chronic dry eyes for one reason or another. My eyes would always get that little redness and 
being a young kid, whether it was middle school, high school, college, you know, it's kind of being self-conscious about how you look, especially your eyes. It's tough to look people in the eyes when you always look bloodshot. So that was a kind of tough uh, thing to grow up with more or less. But when I heard about astaxanthin, someone, you know, got me onto it. I looked it up, did some research and saw all the benefits. And of course, one of them is, is eye health. And within the first week of taking astaxanthin, just a normal 12 milligram a day dose, my eyes did not dry up and they haven't since. And I went to several ophthalmologists or optometrists to get it assessed. I took different types of steroids for my eyes. I had even my punctals plugged, which is where the liquid is supposed to drain into, but they got plugged in hopes that my eyes would be bathed better. Uh, but none of that stuff helped. I still had chronic dry eyes. And again, astaxanthin was the one thing that I could definitively say turned it around for me. But there's countless other benefits, like you said, including nail health, hair health, mitochondrial health, DNA repair, and of course, the sun and all that. So, And I've reported about this on previous episodes, solo episodes, I guess, about the many benefits of astaxanthin. So I, I'm glad you brought that up and kind of just uh, put more proof in the pudding there. Yeah, well, that, that's great. It really is. And just another little pointer for you, the Makai. M-A-C-Q-U-I, berry, is another another great supplement for the eyes and for the dryness of the eyes at the same time. Just to throw out there, I throw that in my diet, you know, a few times a week. I kind of alternate things. I try not to do everything every day sometimes. I'm, the astaxanthin I do, I'm, I'm going to admit I'm like you, but I kind of let my body get not too used to everything, if that makes sense. You know, I take a, a whole food, you know, multiple you know, just to make sure I'm getting, you know, certain elements and minerals that I'm, but I might not be getting, but yeah, I'm, I'm right on your page with that. The Makai berry, is that what you said? Is that another? Uh... Yes. I think it's, it, it's another deep, dark berry from the Amazon. Mm. M-A-C-Q-U-I, I think it is. Yeah. And you buy it as a powder form and, uh, you know, take it as a supplement. It's, it's, it's really good stuff. Yeah. I've been using that for a, for a few years now. And again, I'm 61 years old, still don't wear glasses just to kind of give you an update, you know, so I've had my body checked, you know, I haven't worn a sunscreen for over 20 years and I played golf, you know, for three days a week in California while I was there and, uh, and exposed myself. I exposed myself to massive sun just to test the things that I developed. And the last time I went into the dermatologist, take your shirt off, you do all that thing. I said, check my body out. All I hear him saying is, oh, oh, you're lucky. Oh, you're lucky. Oh, you're lucky. I'm like, well, well why do you call me lucky? I said, uh, well, you don't have any sun damage. And, you know, you clearly, I told him I hadn't worn a sunscreen for years and, and I don't really agree with them. I think most sunscreens are toxic, which they're proving now. And now they're putting the sunscreens in the nano version of, of powders, which, you know, a nano version definitely crosses across certain barriers of tissue that, you know, you don't want to have in you. I said, well, do you want to know, you know, how, why I did that? You know, what I'm using? No, I don't care. I said, well, I'm taking astaxanthin. He goes, so what is that? You know, this is a guy that takes care of skin and things like that and isn't up on, you know, science on what to do for your skin. And I was, for me, that kind of was like the thing that told me, hey, you know, we're in this on our, on our own. You know, we need to be in charge of our own lives. So many people take, oh, I'll go to the doctor. I'll go to the doctor. You know, I haven't been to a doctor for 20 years, literally. I mean, I do something called a lifeline screening every year where I go to these areas and they do these tests on me. I get my own data and I have a store of my data over the years. I look at my bone density. I look at my cholesterol levels. I look at my aorta. I look at just about anything I can. And then I look at it from the previous year. And one interesting thing, which I think is is always good to know is bone density. You know, a lot of people have issues with bone density due to taking the wrong types of calciums and magnesium supplements and things like that. They're actually robbing our bodies, using drinking fluoridated water, those types of things that we need to stay away from. And I found something called CISIS. 
C-I-S-S-U-S. And CISSUS, I did some research on, has been used for centuries. When you'd break a bone, they would give you CISSUS to help your bone heal and things of that nature. So I decided to test myself. So one year, I did a bone density test. I took CISSUS for a full year. Uh, not a lot. It doesn't take a lot and not doesn't taste that great. But, you know, I kind of put it inside of shakes and things like that. And after one year, I increased my bone density by almost 20%. At my age. And the guy says, well, you know, I, as I talked to a researcher, he's like, well, that really shouldn't happen. You know, you shouldn't grow bone as you get older. I said, well, you know, this is my report. Here it is. And, you know, they test your femur and things like that when they do the bone density. So that's kind of an interesting phenomenon that I've now turned on to a few of my friends are older. And one of them gave me a report the other day and said, not only did it not decrease over a year period, this is like a 75 year old woman. She had now increased by over 2% for her. I don't know how religious she was, but she was amazed and the doctor was as well. And, you know, some of these drugs that they give you to try to increase your bone density just mess you up in so many other areas. And that's what people don't look at in, in today's world is, you know, okay, I'm going to take this, but what is the side effect of that? And usually the side effect means two more drugs you have to take. You know, I've always been an advocate of be your own doctor. Like Hippocrates said, I basically am a living example of that philosophy. Intermittent fasting is another thing that I will definitely preach to anybody that'll listen. Find times in your life where you're not ingesting anything, you're letting your body do its thing, feeding on itself a little bit, eliminating toxicity in your body, you know, drinking good quality water. I can't, I can't stress how important it is to find good quality water in your life. Processed water these days is is not good. What they're finding in water around the world is is not good. It's one of the most important things I feel. So you unpackaged a lot there, David. <laughs> As yeah, always, exactly. A lot of great information. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so let's back up to bone density or bone yeah. mineral density because yeah. that is huge, especially as you're aging. What would you describe it as the cystus? Is it a supplement or adjuvant of sorts? Uh, could you remind me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a supplement that triggers the body to help build bone. You know, this might segue into a patent that I filed for a fabric, a clothing that somebody can wear that emits a wavelength of light on the body that will help stimulate the production of vitamin D, which is uh, at about the 380 nanometer wavelength again. And that wavelength coupled with, I've micro-encapsulated this cissus inside of a garment to where like older people might be able to wear undergarments, okay? And be able to help benefit themselves by wearing something. And again, it's gonna be affected by the human emission will actually help trigger this with the type of uh, glass, ground up glass that I put inside these fibers that are deep inside and, you know, that uh, manipulate the light. And so that's something that's going to be in the future. I have a, a partner with that. I've now, have now hooked up with a great manufacturing company uh, in the United States. Super excited about these guys. They're, they're innovators like myself. They, they're, they're successful people that only want to do innovative and, and kind of uh, world-changing work. For me, as you know, as the type of textiles I develop, it's kind of like I found home there and they're excited for me to come on board. And we've been working together now for almost seven, eight months and been very exciting for, for us and uh, what we're starting to do in the textile world. And we have a lot of interesting stuff coming out of Korea now. We have a couple of Korean licensees that we're working with that are now have fabrics made with this special violet material in it and uh, helps infrared as opposed and, and a special violet light at the same time to help cellular regeneration and production of vitamin D and things like that. You know, the research is just now getting underway, you know, 
when I develop these fibers, you know, from my years of experience, we do not make specific claims. You know, the claims are what uh, can trigger things to go the wrong direction for you. What we do is we talk about what we developed, what is coming out of this fabric, which we can prove through mechanical testing. So we're all about mechanical testing. I'm with my son in on this, and uh, it's been been exciting for us to do. You can look up Lit, which is um, the technical name for what my uh, son's company is. It's pretty exciting stuff. You're always up to something, not just something, David, but a lot of interesting <laughs> things. And I'm sure that's just one of uh, a multitude of things you're up to. So that, that's exciting to hear. And back to the cysts as quickly and your bone mineral density, was that the only thing you would attribute to your, I guess, above average or superior bone density for your age? I think you're in your early 60s or so, correct? Is there anything else that you do on a consistent basis that would also play a role? Or was that really uh, the main differential compared to your counterparts or your colleagues? That was really the main thing I changed for that year. I mean, you know, to increase bone density, I think there's a lot of things that have to happen there. I think stress, stress is one of them. You have to stress the bone. You know, so many people don't stress their bones. I mean, you, you push, you, you hit, you stimulate yourself that way. You know, I walk a golf course, I carry a bag, I bound myself on the ground, I roll, you know, I, I do things like that. You know, my wife, you know, I squeeze, we move, we push, you know, do things like that to create a movement within the bones. So your body has to produce things to increase that bone density. So I think, you know, stressing the bone is important. So many people feel like, kind of like hair loss. When somebody's losing their hair, they won't touch their head. I'm like, no, no, no. You got to pull your hair. You have to pull your hair on a daily basis. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm actually, uh, well, we'll get to that ag- again. I'm working with a company now with chaga mushroom, you know, which is which kind of interesting. And, well, you know, we can talk about that at a later date. But uh, they're doing some interesting things with some technologies. And they've been able to find 14 compounds in chaga that nobody else in the world has ever found. And it's through an extraction technology they use. Excited to, you know, I'm going to talk to them before we talk a little bit more. I have an NDA with them and see what they want to disclose. But next time we have a conversation, we'll bring some of that into the uh, process. Interesting. But yeah, I, but to get back to your point, the CISIS was kind of the, the key factor there. I, I have a feeling I didn't do anything different. And my friends have had the same benefit, maybe not up to my standards because I maybe do other things like that. I think the, the thermal training does it as well. I think, you know, the pushing the body from one extreme to the other is important. You know, just to give you a little antidote of something, I may have set a world record, I think, with Ripley's because during the winter in one of the locations I'm at, it was minus 32 degrees outside. I just got out of 150 degrees sauna and I went from 150 to minus 32, which was 182 degrees difference in temperature. And I rolled around the snow for about uh, 60 seconds. It was quite exhilarating, burned me a little bit, but I just wanted to see what that was like. And I did it successfully, you know, many, many times. I can tell you I got a strong immune system, but uh, I got to look it up. That might've been a world record on that one. (laughs) That's wild. Uh, You went went straight into rolling into the snow at negative 32. Negative 32. And I know it was negative 32 because I took my infrared thermometer out there and tested it. And uh, yeah, it was it was pretty wild. Pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of yeah. ironic, right? Because people think that going outside, especially in quote unquote, not enough clothing, uh, you're going to get sick. You're going to get the cold. You're going to get the fever because, you know, you're, you're, you're not uh, bundled up enough. But to your point, exposing yourself to these cold temperatures, and, and in your case, someone who already has a robust immune system, extreme cold temperatures is actually going to help build your immune system. Whereas I think a lot of people, maybe not even my audience, because we're, we're kind of more of the holistic, we're already proactive with our health. 
But let's just say the majority of people may associate with cold weather or being exposed to cold weather with getting sick. So you bundle up to prevent that, where it's actually the antithesis. And I don't remember if it was Benjamin Franklin or someone else, but they would consistently go take cold baths, you know, naked in the river on a daily basis to build up their immune system. So it's not like it's this newfound fad or technology. I mean, people have known about this for hundreds of years, if not longer. So it's just interesting to hear your anecdotal experience. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's my experience is that, I mean, you know, of an extreme, I would say extreme immune system. I try to expose myself to as much as I can. I would let my kids eat dirt as they were growing up. I, I wouldn't stop them from doing that. Some of the research from Russia from many years ago, you know, they would expose children to small amounts of radiation and they, they would make them stronger as adults. So, and that whole thinking of, again, we want to stress our bodies. We want to stress things. We want to perform at high levels. And in today's society with all the negative, I would say, connotation of energy and Wi-Fi, 5G, all this coming at us, we have to have to survive this kind of intercellular protection. And the way we get it is not from being static. We have to be in movement at all times. I really, I really do believe that. You notice, you know, now when you're in the hospital, if you're sitting there stagnant, what do they do? They put a compression garment on you that will blow up and come down, blow up and come down, which will stress your muscle and, and create that. So they're getting it, and but we can do it ourselves. It doesn't cost anything. And again, that's my whole point. You know, in today's world of inflation, everything costs money. Everything's expensive. So we're all trying to find ways to cut these costs and to still keep our kind of lifestyle style. And that's kind of my point. You can do these things. You can have the infrared sauna for under $50. You can get a cold bath just from your shower. You can do these things without spending a lot of money and you can achieve these high levels of protection in your body that, that we all, it's not that we need them. We have to have them these days because of these special, you know, things that are coming at us at every day. And, you know, to your point, sunlight, you know, some people try to stay away from the sun. I see these people like covered up, staying away from the sun. And I think to myself, this person is not getting stimulated in the way that our creator, to me, our creator could be the sun. I mean, that's it. I mean, that's what gives us our life. And I've got a space set up here in my private forest now where I do my, you know, sun gazing, you know, at night as it's going down and I get the sun, I look directly into the sun and I do this at periods of time and it doesn't make you blind. I'm not going to suggest it to people, but you, you have to realize the UVC is powerful for our intuition, is these things. It's what feeds our pineal gland, our pineal gland, however you want to say it. We need this energy to survive. And the more that they get us out of this energy and covered from it, the sicker this planet will be. The sun, I'm looking at it right now, my forest coming through with all the different colors of green. I like to get the sun through the leaf at the same time because chlorophyll has an amazing filtration benefit for sunlight that benefits humanity in a big way. And I would I would suggest that, you know, we might segue from here into some forest therapy that I've been doing. I've been downloading some documentaries on forest therapy, you know, what trees do and how trees communicate to each other. You know, I was trained by a savant physicist many years ago. He had a sensor he could put on a tree in the USA and it would detect a forest fire in Europe. The, the trees would broadcast that energy. And it was impressive. And now they're saying that, you know, this root system of trees is all interconnected and that they have within your own ecosystem of a forest, if you can find one these days, I've been lucky enough to, you know, 
own one and it's just beautiful and i set out in it and i literally i'm a i'm a true tree hugger and as i'm hugging that tree i communicate the love that i have for that tree and when you're doing that david is it skin to bark so to speak or do you have your clothes on and you're getting you're getting energy that way or do, does the clothing matter clothes on Okay. Closing doesn't matter. That energy travels through everything. You got to realize that. That's kind of the interesting thing about, you know, the, the red light. You know, the red light is is omnipresent in our in our lives. And that's one of the reasons we need the sun. You know, the sun is made up mainly of, you know, of red light and, and heat signature. So uh, it's, it's important that, you know, we, we keep that whole kind of mantra in our lives about being exposed to these these outdoor elements you know you have to have the outdoors in your life at some point there's a lot of research on autistic children the minute they go start grounding themselves the minute they're starting outside setting on the ground their work becomes better i mean they become more cognitive what's happening very important stuff to get grounded in our lives yeah, and this is something I am a huge advocate for, and people have heard me say this time and time again, is every morning I'm outside facing east, grounding, just like you. I'm watching the sunrise. I'm looking basically straight, especially if it's just coming above the horizon or just on the horizon, looking straight at the sun. Once it gets high and more powerful, I, I can't look at it. I don't know if you can, David, but A, getting the grounding, getting those free electrons, to your point, and which is the exact same thing, I believe, when you're touching a tree and i've heard a lot of healing stories or at least read about them about people who just lay down on their back put their feet on the on the bark of the tree and they recover from some type of illness or or disease they believe a huge part of that recovery is grounding whether it's the earth and or the tree so my point i do the grounding i'm watching the sunrise so my eyes are taking in that free red light therapy i say free because like you're saying we don't need to invest in expensive technology necessarily you can get it for for free from nature getting that red light, getting that infrared, like you're saying, stimulating that third eye, just on the face of that alone, either you're doing that or you're not. And there's a vast, vast difference in your health and wellness and the trajectory of it just from that alone. People need to be prioritizing their morning and evening light. Like you said, you do it in the evening as well. So as much as you can on a consistent basis, grounding throughout the day, grounding in the morning, watching the sunrise, watching the sunset, and just doing that alone will stimulate so many health and wellness pathways in your body. It's too good to be true. And it's almost too easy that I think it's people for easy to push it off and just say, that's not possible, or I don't have time for that. Or the fact that it's free, I think is almost a turnoff. I think people like investing or, or purchasing something, they can say, I bought this. And so now I'm going to heal. When in fact, to your point, whether it's forest bathing or grounding or watching the sun, watching it through leaves and that chlorophyll, that's where you're going to get some true healing capacity. It doesn't necessarily have to be investing in technology. Exactly. And, you know, to your point, and I would never suggest it, and I want to clarify this, the time that you want to utilize the sun for your eyes is in the morning, right when it comes up, and in the evening, right when it's going down. I would never suggest to look straight into the sun at high noon at all. And you know when that time is. And I blink to do it, which is interesting. You know, I, I blink it in. And another interesting thing that I'm doing, which is, a lot of fun. I have prisms set up in my windows and I have uh, tall windows in my house. And at certain times of the day, the entire spectrum will be on my walls, on my couches, on my chairs. I will literally go up to the, that area. I will place my head to where my eye can catch that prism. And I will do the entire rainbow in every eye really quickly. It doesn't take long to feed the pineal gland. And that's another kind of light therapy I've been doing for myself that is 
again, free. You buy a prism, you know, on Amazon for, you know, $15, you hang it in your window. And what it creates in my house and my environment is really interesting because I have this energy of light traveling through all my areas of my house. I walk past it. I notice it. It it fires me up. You know, I see the red, I see the yellow, I see the green, and they all have positive beneficial effects in our life. And, you know, I think we talked earlier, you know, on our last meeting about what these certain wavelengths of light will do. And now you can, you can get them all through prisms and things like that. And uh, again, another affordable way to do it. Important thing to do. You know, I have a, uh, a shaman kind of guy coming by my house over the next week. I met him here in the uh, little town I'm in. And again, you know, the little town is great. I love kind of small town feels. You know, we talked about, you know, getting out of California and a lot of mass migration is leaving large areas and going into these smaller areas. And I got to tell you, it's been super beneficial for myself and uh, and my family. They kind of did the same thing. My son's got a great farm now in New Hampshire and, you know, he's growing everything he can there and uh, chickens and everything is super special. But, uh, you know, the whole philosophy of like, you know, getting back to nature, super important. And again, free of charge. Okay. And uh, the shaman's going to come over. And what he's going to do is he's going, because in my property, you know, I, I bought this place a number of years ago. And this is the first year I've spent a whole year here. And uh, I've kind of let just everything grow. I have a great garden outside. I, I can't even eat all the asparagus that's been, and it, it just crumbs up every year. And it's just there, the apple trees, the plum trees, the cherry trees, you know, they're all just kind of spring up from minus 32 degrees. I don't know how it happens, but it does. And what he's going to do is he's going to walk around my, my yard and tell me, you know, what I should be eating. You know, I have all these wild strawberries here. I have dandelions that I've been eating and things like that. So you got to realize that it's, it's, it's here, it's for us. You know, I drink pine needle tea, you know, I I go out and I harvest my pine needles and I drink pine needle tea, which has tremendous benefits for now, if you if you know what I mean, for certain types of individuals, you know, the inference on the pine needle tea is a great detox for them. And you might know what I'm talking about. I don't want to get into any kind of politics on this show. You know, that kind of thing is, is awesome for certain types of people right now. The pine needle tea is is got this benefit to it that when you research it and read about it, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And that's another little bonus that I'll throw out there, the pine needle tea. You know, I grow a lot of my own herbs here. I have an indoor garden. You know, I might show it to you next time or whatever, because I walk through the house and kind of show it to you. In the indoor garden, I've, I've you know, I've kind of let it grow. I've, I'm growing whorehound. I'm growing sage. I'm growing thyme. I'm growing mint, cabbages, and things like that for myself. But what I found is I, I'm drinking whorehound tea every day. And whorehound tea is amazing for our population today because of things that have happened to them for our blood, for our heart, stopping uh, blood clotting and things like that. So I've been making my own tea and in this tea blend, I'll, I'll put, you know, my amazing, you know, my, my natural water, I think comes out of the ground at about 8.3, 8.4. So, and it again, as it runs through these magnetically charged rocks in this pre-Cambrian well that I have, that's 1500 feet deep. So I've used that water I mix all these herbs together. I put, you know, some nice raw honey tested for no, you know, glyphosates in it with some cinnamon and, and I create this, you know, some lemon and I create this amazing 
herbal mixture I'll do before I go to sleep at night. You wake up totally non-congested. You know, I, again, I'm kind of a non-dairy guy. I don't know who is and who isn't, but I'm not big on dairy and things of that nature. And I found it been a huge bonus. You know, a lot of people live the, you know, the anti-phlegm diet. You know, you don't want any congestion in your body. And I, I, I tend to like that. I don't like a lot of congestion and phlegm in my body. So, you know, this seems as a way to kind of get that out. But the whorehound is an amazing herb. You can grow it yourself. I mean, it makes it through these, you know, some harsh winters around where I'm at sometimes. Again, a nice little trick to that. And one other thing I want to say, you know, I I was buying these herbal shots, you know, these shots of turmeric and ginger and uh, lemon and cayenne. And I, you know, I'm paying like four bucks a piece for them. I'm thinking I can't be that hard to make. So what I do, I go buy some organic ginger, organic turmeric, the cayenne extract, a little bit of black pepper, maybe a little avocado oil or coconut oil in it, depending on who you are. I found that about equal parts of ginger and turmeric are great. I put one clove of garlic in it. I put two lemons and I do about a quart of it. And I grind it, you know, kind of profusely in my, um, either my Vitamix or my bullet. And then I strain it, juice lemons in it. So that mixture, I strain it. Then I put this great water in it that I have. And I create this shot that I make. Now I'm making it for pennies. Mm. And again, that's something simple that people can do. And it's a bonus for them, you know, to get that in your body. And again, anti-inflammation and things of that nature is uh is just is just been great it's been great this podcast was brought to you by the longev revive cream if you haven't heard of this cream before go back and listen to the podcast interview with david horanek one of the people that helped create this amazing cream the cream is specifically developed to enhance red light therapy treatment sessions and not only that but improve vibrational healing from the frequencies of full spectrum sunlight The Revive includes special ingredients such as photodynamic amino acids, which helps convert UV light to red light. It increases production of this thing called fibronectin, which is said to be the holy grail of anti-aging. And then there's astaxanthin, which has been shown in clinical studies to increase skin moisture, moisture retention, and elasticity. There's turmeric, which contains an antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, and antimicrobial properties. There's copper peptides, which also has antioxidant, anti-inflammatory effects. C60 has high antioxidant power to prevent skin aging, 172 times more than vitamin C. And then there's also geranium rose, shungite, humic acids. And most of these ingredients are organic and they're all high, high quality. So if you want to check this cream out, go to longev.com, that's L-O-N-G-E-V-V.com, or you can also find it on biolite.shop, that's biolite.shop. And then you take that shot once a day, David, in the morning or, or what? Once a day. Yeah, my, my morning starts out, I take one huge chunk of raw sauerkraut for the digestion. At that point, I usually, you know, do some exercise. I usually do dumbbells. And, you know, just my own weight training, using my own body's weight. As you get older, you know, you know, you want to stress the body, but you also want to keep your joints in good shape. So I'm not into massive weights. I'm into, you know, lighter weights, more reps, those kind of things. So I, I start with the sauerkraut. I wait about a half hour, then I'll do my shot of that. And then um, if I'm not on a fasting day, and that's about, uh, even when I'm fasting, I'll do that. But then some days I'll fast and like till like maybe two or three in the afternoon, if that makes sense. Then I'll start, you know, my diet. I'll, I'll eat a wild game protein. I'm kind of staying away from the lectins these days. You know anything about lectins? 
Yep. Familiar. Um, yeah. Yeah. The lectins, you got to kind of watch that. The this, this Stephen Gundry guy has a pretty good thing on lectins that my wife has been following and she educated me on the lectin thing. And, um, you know, if you're going to eat the legumes thing, the beans and things like that, that have a lot of lectins in them, you know, they say to pressure cook them and that'll help beat down the lectin a little bit. So if we're going to do that type of thing, you know, we'll, we eat really clean, you know, it's generally like, I really don't have any breads in my diet right now, basically just proteins and vegetables. And, you know, if I need some energy, I will do some cassava root. Um, I, we have cassava root here. My wife will, you know, make some really cool muffins for us or something like that tends to agree with us really well. Then at night before I go to bed, I'll do a, maybe another shot and then some more sauerkraut. Boom. You wake up just, you know, raring to go and ready to, ready to go. And again, I'm sleeping on the infrared technologies. So I, you know, I'm bathing my body in infrared at night. I use the flower remedies a lot for the emotions, a lot of emotion going on out there. I always suggest, you know, for people to do the self-help questionnaire by Dr. Bach or B-A-C-H Bach, the people will call it here in the United States. The self-help questionnaire is awesome for your emotions. And in today's world, you know, people that are watching heavy news and things like that, they're going to need it. Because, you know, if they're reading the truth, it's not good. You know, live life through rose-colored glasses, which is great, but reality is going to catch up to everybody sooner or later, which is happening now. I see it's all, the writing's on the walls right now. Everything's up in the open right now, you know. You know, what do you invest in these days? Where do you put your money? These are all questions that we all have. Through my research, I feel diversification is awesome right now. If you're a trader, you're a trader. If you're a hodler, you're a hodler. You know, I tend to be more of a hodler. Now, I have somebody on my side that does some trading for me that has more of a stomach for it than understands it more than I do. So I'm kind of a hodler when it comes to, you know, investing. You know, I, I'm not big into stocks, I'm sorry to say. I do stash, you know, fiat. I definitely stash precious metals. There's a lot to be said for precious metals. I subscribe. One of the best guys I know is a guy by the name of Lord Hubert from Neptune Global. Uh, Neptune Global has an investable asset that you control that gives you exposure to gold, platinum, silver, and palladium all in one buy. It's called the PMC ounce. And I actually paid for that knowledge from one of my investment letters through Jim Rickards, who's uh, a guy I follow. He's uh, a currency expert. I invested you know, some assets into what's called the PMC ounce which uh, now they can't even get palladium. So they've stopped that. And you can take delivery of these metals if you want, or they hold in a third-party vault with your name on it. Easy to work with. Gold has been manipulated for years by uh, central banks because the higher gold prices get, uh, the weaker the dollar looks. I just downloaded a report recently, the dollar report, which is through another one of my great finds is uh, the Bonner report from Bill Bonner. He's another realist. I like to deal in realists. You know, these guys are tell you where to put your money right now. The exposure is to, you know, maybe 35, 40 percent into cash dollars because you're going to need them here. The dollar is super strong right now. People say that's kind of anti-intuitive because, you know, the dollar is on the verge of losing its reserve status due to something called the BRICS union. Are you familiar with the BRICS? No. Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa number of years ago, created a consortium of uh, uh, countries that were trying to divest themselves out of the SWIFT system. The SWIFT system is a system 
that uh, is a basically just a messaging system that is uh, run all through the United States banking system. And any wire transfer in the world up until now would have to go through the SWIFT system. And everybody gets their little piece as it goes through, and it takes a lot of time. And uh, the BRICS is now <coughs> starting to uh, – some of these countries are backing their currencies with gold these days. So they're, they're getting there. And Russia is one of those countries, I'm, I'm sorry to say. And because of, you know, the Ukraine issue, uh, you know, our government was bragging at how they collapsed the ruble. Well, now the ruble is stronger than it's ever been. And uh, that is interesting. And they're now backing grams of uh, gold to the ruble. And, you know, China has their digital currency, you know, the uh, digital yuan, which is now backed by gold, which, you know, I really don't want the uh, Chinese Communist Party viewing every purchase I make. So that's not a direction I'll be going. But crypto is the direction of the world. And the payment systems are the first to kind of attach to that. And now you have these uh, smart contracts, which, you know, are going to usurp the, uh, the, the legal system. It's going to take over basically anything that has to do with a title search or anything of that nature in the future. So, you know, you didn't hear it here first, but you heard it as a, as a, as a proof to, you know, direction of things are going. What's happened if, you know, for your people in the crypto space is what you've seen now is kind of what you saw in the dot-com bust of 2000, where, you know, everything in the world had a crypto name behind it. Over 90% of these projects were doomed at, uh, at start, and they sucked a lot of money out of people that uh, didn't do their research and followed uh, kind of fake bloggers and things of that nature or influencers. So what you're seeing now in the crypto space, when you're a hodler like me, you invest in solid, solid projects. You don't invest in algorithmic stable coins, which is what happened with the Terra debacle where it was an algorithmic stable coin that got uh, found out by uh, and got depegged and you know billions of dollars were lost and uh, it hurt a lot of people I'm sorry to say but you want to invest in projects that, that have to do with real world business that makes things easier on the planet makes things easier for people's lives makes things lower cost and helps us be in charge of our finances more that's the key for me is control over my own bank I, you know I I, I put myself on a gold standard. I put myself, you know, in a crypto standard where, you know, I'm in control of my assets. I have my own digital wallets. You don't leave things on exchanges. You know, this is all good advice for people in the crypto space. But when I talk about deleveraging, just real quick, I'll run over that again, is what I mean by deleveraging in this space, and it's not over yet, just so you know. You know, I have buy orders in at, uh, at uh, Bitcoin, at, you know, below 18000 I have buy orders in on Ethereum at you know over at below 800, waiting patiently because when you say deleveraging, what happens is that a lot of these crypto exchanges had it set up to where you could for a hundred dollars you could control ten thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin. So now you have people investing in Bitcoin and leveraged up to the hilt, and you can see these on the open market. You can see the open the open uh, buys and the sells on these derivative markets. And the big boys saw that because of all this fake money that was printed over the past few years, the market was flooded with fake money. 
You know, it had nothing behind it, still doesn't have anything behind it. People use this money to leverage it up and they leveraged it up, you know, worldwide. And when you say deleveraging, what happens is the short sellers came in, saw this, put pressure on the downside as these cryptos got deleveraged and these these uh, people that were highly leveraged couldn't absorb that. They didn't have the capital to, you know, to rebuy their product to cover their margins. They got cleaned out. And when people get cleaned out, you got to realize when somebody gets cleaned out, there's somebody on the other side getting it, okay? It doesn't evaporate into thin air. There's always somebody on the other side, which is, you know, has deeper pockets that can afford that. So I suggest not playing the game like that unless you're highly skilled and, and highly capitalized. That's what's happening and it's not over. So now these hedge funds that sprung up, you know, around the world that were taking on, you know, assets and buying into these stable coins that were promising them 20% return, at some point, it's like musical chairs. Sooner or later, when that return ends and the last guy standing is the last guy holding a crypto that he bought for $100 that's now worth a penny, okay? And that's what's happening and it's going to continue to happen and that space is not done yet. And so I'm on the sidelines now waiting and buying good projects. When you find good projects that, you know, have real things happening on the planet. You know, Ethereum, you can think about it two ways. Ethereum is getting ready to go to Ethereum 2.0. And with Ethereum 2.0, it's going to be basically using 99% electricity to do what it's done. And it's going to have 90% of its Ethereum burn. Okay, so you got to realize, I try to invest in assets that can't be exploited that way with creating more of them. And a lot of these stable coins are that way. And Ethereum is getting ready to burn, they say, up to 90% of the supply. And when that happens, you're going to see the Ethereum network, which, you know, a lot of this, these NFTs are running on the Ethereum network. I see Bitcoin because it has never been hacked. And uh, a lot of people have hacked people that own Bitcoin. That's just because, you know, they're not skilled in the art of how to protect their stuff. And which is, you know, nobody told me. I, I've been hacked. I was hacked early on. But you know, hopefully, you know, you learn how to get hacked and once you get hacked, you don't get hacked again. So, you know, that's all out there. So the crypto space is going to be alive. And so, you know, if you have your hodlers out there, have strong hands on that. Don't buy high and sell low is my point, unless you need tax losses. With that said, you know, segue into, you know, the assets you want to hold real estate. Hopefully you buy it lower. You know, you don't buy it on these high margins. You don't buy real estate, you know, on short term interest rates these days because people that did that now that are buying these arms are getting into be heavy trouble now when you have an adjustable rate mortgage that's getting ready to reset. That's bad news. You know, you got your, you know, your your metals, your real assets, something you can hold on to. You have your what I call an asymmetrical trade, which is my crypto. That has the ability to do big things. Never invest your whole ball of wax in something like that. You invest money you'd go out to dinner with, those types of things, the advice that I'd give your guys. Don't invest in paper metals. They're leveraged and they're not there. The COMEX right now, if you try to get, if you invested in like silver on the COMEX and you try to get your silver out of there, you might be waiting six months to get it out. And what does that mean? That means they're selling you paper that they don't own. And they're, and it's, it's a huge Ponzi scheme. There's massive lawsuits going on right now. Guys from JP Morgan are getting ready to go to, they're, they're on trial right now for setting the silver markets, which means they would put in a bunch of fake short buys. In other words, they would short short silver huge amounts, huge amounts, and the short would cause the market to go lower. The call people would get killed. 
uh, JP Morgan would go in and buy as it goes down. These people are now, hopefully they go to jail. You know, they should. When you buy paper metals, you don't own them. And it's not real metal. People didn't know that. They think, oh, I own gold. I own the GLD fund or I own the, the SLV. You don't own it. Okay. If you don't own it, if you don't hold it. And that's a, that's a true, true statement. So, you know, that's, that's a little bit of my financial advice I would give. And if you can create a product in the world, if you can create somebody that doesn't have and learn how to earn passive income, that's another way to do it. In today's world, that's, it's easier than ever to do now with the internet because you're able to get your, your word out there through things like yourself, you know, the way you've been able to do your thing, invest in, in your kind of thing, invest in your projects. Tell us a little bit about what you've got going on there with that. You know, when you had a, a fundraiser for your BioLite company. Yeah, so that's currently going on. That'll go f- around to the end of September. So for people that don't know Republic, it's a, it's a crowdfunding platform. And crowdfunding is probably most notoriously recognized with uh, Kickstarter. But Republic is a much more heavily vetted process to get listed on. So to get on Republic, we basically had the whole company audited. And any company you see raising funds on Republic has been heavily audited. So it's not easy to get on there. So rest assured, if you're investing in a company on, on the Republic platform, um, it's doing something correctly and it's doing it well. We're listed on there. We're trying to raise funds, research and development, You know, expand the team, continue to roll out new products. We'll have a couple coming out here in the next month or two. As you know, patents and protecting your your property is a big deal. So that's some of the things we'd be doing with the funds on Republic. Got it. And, and, and now when we invest in this, what are we getting for the investment? Gotcha. Good question. So it's similar to investing in a stock in the sense that BioLite has a certain valuation, which you can go find on Republic and Re- Republic determined the valuation of the company. So you would put in, let's say, $100 or $1,000 and you would get 100 over the valuation of the company, which is $9 million. So you'd get that percentage, you'd own that much of the company and say five years from now or, or, or three years from now, the company is worth twice as much. It's 18 million. Well, the value that you've invested has now doubled. So whenever there's a selling or an acqu- acquisition event of BioLite, you'll receive the appreciation of your investment. Got it. Okay. So see, th- that was new. That's, that's new. A lot of them haven't been that way. I'm glad you explained that to me that way. That's awesome. How, how much are you guys looking to raise? Up to a million would be our goal. Up to a million dollars. Yep. Got it. Got it. Got it. Awesome. And that, that's going to expand your uh, your kind of uh, reach out to the world. It's going to expand some new technologies, maybe buying you know some red light clothing systems and set up. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, <laughs> right. absolutely. Yeah. Anything right. to continue right. to spread the word and education and technology around red light therapy or, or light therapy in general. I mean, Right now, of course, we're very bullish on red and near-infrared for what it does for the entire body, for the mitochondria. But as you've spoke about very uh, profoundly or, or very well, each spectra of light, you know, yellow, orange, green, blue, they all have their health benefits, whether it's anti-inflammatory, boosting your mood, boosting the immune system, helping with different hormone or other uh, chemical messenger production in your body. It's not just red and near-infrared light for health. It's just that what it does to the mitochondria and what the mitochondria does to the entire body and your health, that's what I'm really excited about. But that's not to dismiss the yellow or the orange or the green or, or the indigo. So you never know where BioLite might end up. Right now, it's red light therapy, but we might expand into dif- different light therapies as well. Because it's not called bio-red light, it's called BioLite. Exactly. And, and, and I like that. And, I, and I, I really see you doing that. I had a friend recently that had, was getting some heart palpitations. And I said, you know, you know I did some research. You know, through the centuries, they've been used magenta light 
to help the heart. And so I said, you know, okay, there was a book called Color Me Healthy. Jacob Lieberman? And with that book, yeah, exactly. Jacob Lieberman, you got it. Yeah. And in the, when you bought that book, you received these filters. And I was getting a palpitation a number of years ago. I did a tonation on myself where I went in, dark room, bought a simple incandescent light from Target. And I put this magenta filter on it. I went and I gave myself a tonation on my chest for about an hour. Never, ever had the palpitation again. And I told this to a friend of mine recently. And he performed that on himself. And he called me up. He goes, Dave, he goes, that's just too weird. He goes, I, I, I can't believe that happened. He goes, you know, I, I haven't had that thing in my heart now for, you know, three weeks. And I was getting it on a daily basis. And I said, oh, that's good to hear. Same thing with goiters. You know, I, I've had the, the thyroid is in a mate. It expands really, really well to light therapy. And again, Lieberman's got that book and it, and it describes all these different wavelengths and how they can benefit. You know, that's one of the reasons I started doing what I did is I started reading this technology so many years ago and started on the, you know, the infrared fabrics. And now I'm you know, heavily into the, you know, the full on, you know, sunlight therapy and clothing to give off sunlight. It was, you know, kind of, that was kind of my forerunner. What was your catalyst in the beginning? To get into light therapy? Yes. Well, so I'm a physical therapist by trade. I, I started my yes. own private practice uh, shortly after I graduated, although it wasn't intended that way, especially with where I live in Missoula, Montana. It's, it's really dense with uh, PT practices. So I figured I had to kind of find my own niche, become an expert in some unique yet effective areas. And so that's how I came upon dry needling and cupping and blood flow restriction training and hyperbaric. And it was along this path of learning about all these holistic and alternative healing modalities that I came upon red light therapy, read the book and was just blown away at the mechanisms of action, how it worked and all of the research back in it and the way it could help so many different things, non-invasive, non-pharmaceutical. You can do it in the comfort of your home compared to taking pharmaceuticals or a surgery, very low investment. And so that's where I got my buy-in into the whole light aspect of health. Up to that point, I kind of dismissed it or thought it was really much ado about nothing. But when I read that book and especially the research, I had immediate buy-in. So it's not like I was trying to heal anything on a personal level or anything like that. It was just more so reading and learning and it kind of just fell into my lap. God, so that's, that's good to know. That's good to know. What else do you want to cover? I was going to ask you, do you do any, because you're so tapped into vibrational healing on so many different levels. Do you do anything uh, regarding like sound healing or using the vibrations of sound for healing? Love it. Yes, I totally do. Yeah, I love the sound bowls. I actually live next to a very famous spa. It's about five minutes from here. And uh, I'll go there and do the sound baths and things of that nature. I came up with a concept that's, that's really cool on sound therapy. I, I think it could be a huge you know, game chamber. I've been into uh, the altered states tank kind of thing, the deprivation therapy, things of that nature. And I, and I kind of think that the best way to do sound therapy might be submerged in water because water has such an amazing memory. Those vibrations. Have you seen the way that they take sand, put it on a table and play sound underneath it, and it takes on sacred geometric shapes. Yep. That's what it's doing to your cell. You have to understand that. So it, it's very profound. And that's why chanting, I think, it works in large populations. I think it creates a single mindset. But no, vibrational therapy, I think, is, is very important. I try to vibrate myself a lot. You know, I bounce on balls. I do that thing to keep the limp moving. You know, I do the limp roller while I'm in the sauna at the same time. You know, the little roller that's got the little prongs on it, I'll, I'll rub that all over my limp and things of that nature. But I think sound therapy is underthought of. You know, a lot of our vibration that we're trying to 
counteract can be counteracted, I feel, with that vibrational therapy. So yeah, no, I, I, I'm into the, the sound therapy in, in, uh, in a good way. There's good actually way. some pretty interesting research coming out about specific vibrations of sound, you know, whether it's 40 hertz, 60 hertz, whatever, but specific frequencies that heal certain diseases or, or health maladies, especially in the, in the brain or neurodegenerative realm. It's pretty interesting. Pretty new, something I might include in the ebook that I'm developing down the road once more research comes out, but being able to pair some of this sound therapy or vibrational therapy via sound with light therapy, you can have a really nice synergistic effect. But of course, you can do that with anything, especially in nature. You're grounding, you're looking at the sun, you're doing deep nasal breathing. Maybe you have some music or like the bowls, I believe you use. I mean, there's so many ways you can combine these things and get a synergistic effect. But it's interesting to see the research finally catch up to things that our ancestors, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of years ago knew uh, was healing innately. But here we are finally coming around with the, <laughs> the scientific facts, which I think a right. lot of people wait for before it becomes real, which can be unfortunate, but it's cool to see that it's finally coming around. Right. No, I, no, I get that. And, it, and that is too bad. You know, so many people think, well, has the FDA approved it or has, has this and this? And it's like, uh, not really. It's not on their, it's not on their radar at all. But, you know, the binaural beats, things like that, you know, when I'm in my sauna, sometimes I'll put the binaural beats on, I'll use it for my meditation, the 770 hertz. I mean, they're, they're proving so many things that help, you know, stimulate our special systems in our body. Uh, what's the one gland uh, that goes through the spinner of our back? The vagus nerve yeah, is, uh, can be heavily stimulated through sound and can help heal in so many different ways. So, you know, I, I see that as being something, and when you talk about sound and, you know, we talked about how we see the shapes that come out of this sound, you know, through sacred geometry, when I make special textiles, you know, one of my goals is some of these textiles we hang for like 200 meters, kind of like in a silo as it's, as it's drying from a molten stage with these crystalline structures in it. And I always wanted to play specific vibrations while that was in that state to self-organize those particles to have sacred geometric shapes that people could wear. So that has been on my radar. So, you know, I have thought of it, you know, a lot goes through this mind, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of weird, you know, after I don't even write it down anymore because if it comes back to me more than once, it means I kind of need to start working on it. And I look for partners like yourself, you know, to further these things, you know, for my projects. I always like to get a partner that's involved that can help, you know, motivate and stimulate things because when you have, you know, multiple projects going on at the same time to teach entrepreneurs how to be an entrepreneur. One thing I always tell people is every day you have to do at least one thing to progress what you're doing. I don't care if it's a phone call, whether it's writing a letter, whether it's sending out something, whether it's looking something up, you have to focus on that and do it every day and keep a book, keep a page, keep a paper of your goals and what you want and make sure that those goals, that you are doing something every day to move that forward. And and, and one day you're going to look and go, oh, wait, I'm here, right? And then, and then you're going to realize that the chase was way more fun than the result, okay? The result is great when you see millions of people using a product you've created and you got you know, people benefiting from those things and, and you see your hard work and more people have your thought process that you didn't start the thought process. You just help 
be a conduit of that process because there's not basically anything new in the world. It's just other things are traveling around and our, our brains happen to harness into it from something that we were exposed to or something we were predestined to do. Chance is a word, but action is emotion. I believe in motion and action, you know, that comes from thought. And, you know, those are, I think, one of the things that have helped me being able to become kind of, you know, independent in my life right now to where I I can wake up and I can kind of focus on things that I feel that are going to help humanity and the planet better. And at the same time, I'm a, I'm a capitalist. I'm not afraid of being a capitalist. I'm proud of being a capitalist. I call myself an environmental capitalist. I, I don't do things that are going to be degradatory to the planet. You know, I'm now developing a textile, a polymer that could make all polymers biodegradable. Okay, so I can put this in a polymer. It'll have a benefit in one way. And at the same time, it's not going to stay on the planet for 500 years. All right. It's going to be able to get eaten up by the planet. You know, that's one thing about, you know, having a, a forest to yourself when you, you know, you mow your lawn, which I really don't do. I kind of weed cut things and I leave everything grow. When I'm done with it, I just throw it in the forest and the forest takes care of it. Okay. It does its thing. And I love that about it. So if I can create these, you know, great technologies and have them be biodegradable, I think, you know, people say, oh, you're, you're making polyester fibers. You know, what's that all about? You know, they're, they're degraded to the system. And I took that to heart. And so I'm now working with celluloses and things of that nature, hemp's. I'm working heavily in the hemp world now. My, one of my new partners is a hemp-based company. Super excited about those guys. I'll give a shout out to those guys if you don't mind. It's called Hemp Black, H-E-M-P-B-L-A-C-K. And you can buy their garments. And they're colored with hemp coloring, not petroleum. And uh, they give a great message. And everything they have is black. So it's got great infrared to it at the same time. And, you know, give a shout out to, you know, Rush from Under Armour, you know, that sells our salient products. You know, they've committed a, a great to us and they're selling great products that help help people out, help people with pain, help people recover, you know, have some crystalline structure in it that helps. If we can do anything in our lives, we want to reson- We want to increase our resonation. And when we increase this resonation, we don't delve into the black sun that's happening out there and that black world that you know, tries to engulf us that, you know, there, you know, I believe there, there's, there's two sides, you know, there's, there's good and evil and, you know, the good will prevail over the evil because of its resonance. I feel we know who we are and we know what we're promoting and people that know who they are and know what they're promoting. Anytime you step back and you look at something, you know, oh, is this going to, when I eat a food, I say to myself, I, I eat for my health. I don't eat for my, my pleasure. And thankful enough, I pick things that I get pleasure from that have health at the same time. What's my big go-to treat? Raw organic chocolate that I can make myself. Amazing. I'll put the turmeric in it. I'll I'll put crystal in it. You know, so many positive things. You know, gynostemma is one of my go-tos these days. If you use gynostemma, gynostemma is an amazing plant that you can grow yourself. And I just pick it, eat it. And again, one thing that I do is I do a lot of my own extractions, right? So as I grow these herbs, I'll, I'll do an extraction. I'll take some pure grain alcohol. I'll take Myron glass and I will roll these things down. I'll take the, the raw powders that I've just created and I will put it in Myron glass. I'll put them in the sun for a day to gain a massive amount of energy as I can. Then I'll put the alcohol on them. I'll leave them in the Myron. And I do an interesting thing is I take them from kind of a cold shelter here where I can store food and I'll take and I'll store, I'll go from the heat to the cold. I'll put it in the Myron in the sun for a day. I'll put it in the cold. I do that for about six weeks. I've done my extraction. I'll package it in the Myron. I store it and I got my extraction for the year. 
And um, I lately, Whorehound was my last one that I did and super beneficial. So give me some clarification on what you mean you put crystal in your chocolate or your dessert. What does that look I'll like? Take, and what's the I'll benefit? take a crystal, a crystal powder and I'll, I'll eat it. I mean, I don't suggest it for everybody, but I have a mix of uh, a bunch of crystals that I've done that I have them down, ground down super fine. I mean, they're all elements that I can, that I can take on a daily basis if I wanted to. But uh, they just give energy to my stuff, just like your creams. You know, your creams have, you know, crystal energy in them. You know, they're fortified with the energy from Myron as well. You know, that adds longevity to the, to the element that we're saying. That's why when I know I reach for that bottle, uh, you know, and, I, I, and it's, you know, eight, nine months old, I'm going to realize that it's stronger than it was. You know, the Myron glass was proven through Sun, sun Homeopathics in, um, to take a homeopathic that was made one day 10 years later, it was more powerful stored in Myron. And this is able to be tested through, you know, this whole GDD system of gas discharge visualization that Karatkost developed, you know, many, many, many years ago. And now he has a software program, that, you know, that does that, uh, which we'll get into maybe another day. That'll be another thing we talk about. But, you know, it, it reads all the electrical uh, signals from the, from the body. And, you know, that determines our health, you know, is how well all of this electricity and things are flowing from our system. And again, those things are flowing through water systems in our body. And, you know, everybody's dehydrated this day because they're drinking water that doesn't get into their system. And that's why, you know, you want to water, run your water through spinners, you know, something that, you know, creates a lower dyne. Are you familiar with the term dyne? Yeah. Okay. Dyne is the interfacial and surface tension of water. And, you know, water you get from your sink in a, in a large metropolitan city has a dyne that's too high. You know, I've been told at one point, I don't know exactly what the number is, but they say a dyne of 39 is optimal for the body's absorption. And, you know, have you ever went someplace and, and drank in a bunch of water and realized, God, I'm still thirsty. You know what I mean? Uh, like in Oklahoma where my dad would live, you know, this water was, uh, I always tell people, you know, don't soften your water with salt. You know, when you do this, you are creating a system for your body and you're drinking that and you're bathing in that and you're going to end up with hypertension and, and issues that salt would give people. And, uh, you know, and whatever you don't eat iodized salt, I mean, it, it, it will kill you quicker than anything. And, you know, if you're going to eat salt, you know, and, and I think you like the, the gray salts. Is that what you were into? The Celtic salts? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I've been, after you taught me about those, I've researched those. Awesome. You know, these all have positive effects on the body as opposed to degradatory effects. And, you know, people that try to stay away solely from sodium and don't take any kind of good salt in, they're messed up. You know what I mean? So you, you got to watch it. You know, there's a balance to our bodies. And uh, I think, you know, finding our body um, is, is strong. You know, I'll get one, to one last thing that I do, you know, for making decisions in my life, right? You know, I always wanted to, I always want help from a decision to somebody that doesn't have any skin in the game, right? I, I just want natural energy to tell me, because, you know, every day I, I'm making a critical decision in my life, whether it has to do with my finances, my health, my business, you know, anything I'm going to do. So, you know, I use a pendulum and, you know, people may laugh and say, oh, that, that, that's fake. It doesn't work. Pendulums work. And if you've ever used one and know how to use one, you know, do your research, study them, buy you a high quality crystal pendulum. You can use basically anything, program it correctly and get your answers. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, it will direct you and you're going to test it a few times, you know, ask it your name, ask it a bad name. It'll go the wrong direction. Ask it to pause. It'll pause. Ask it to, you know, a, a specific question. So, you know, that's been my go-to for the past, you know, year, year and a half of, 
you know, making decisions that, and they've worked out well for me. I got to tell you, you know, I, you know, when I'm doing business with people, I want to see what kind of people I'm doing business with. Are they coming from, you know, the right type of, uh, I would say intuition, or, uh, if they have the correct, I would say indication in mind where their response to the environment is going to be what I want it to be. If their intentions, you know, to me, everything is about intentions, you know, we want intentions in life. And as long as all the intentions are aligned in a project, we're in good shape, right? And uh, when intentions aren't aligned, you know, the pendulum will tell you that. Get out your pendulum, play around with it, ask them some questions. It's just another way of muscle testing, you know? And a lot of people, you know, in, in your job, you know, can do muscle testing, you know, at, at, a, at a high level. And uh, it's important to to help us read our energies that way. Cause that's what it does. It helps us read our energies. So, you know, I'll kind of uh, end with that, you know, little pendulum action there, I think is going to be very important for some of your listeners there to get it out, try it, realize that, you know, you're now only dealing with yourself and the world and, you know, the energy around you. Can you give a very brief overview of the science or the thought process of how the pendulum works apparently on an energetic level? Cause this is something I'm not very familiar with. I'm, I'm curious. It reads fields. I mean, it, it's all about energy and fields. What it does, if you if you think about a vortex, you know, moving into a direction of a coalescence, and you know, you want to drink, you know, you know, right spin water. You want things, you know, that kind of scenario. The world is kind of run through a vortex when you look at it from a big microscopic view. So I think it has to do with a vortex around our bodies. That we it has to do with our energy field itself, and as you ask a question to your pendulum, the world knows. I mean, the energetic world knows whether something is right or wrong for us. We can have our own thoughts of what we want to happen, and we can press it to an extent to where we will talk ourselves into something just because a you might be breaking the law slightly when you're doing something but hey is it going to help the world out you know th- there can be a million different things is it going to you know not be good for my other half is it not going to be good for my partners so i think the pendulum takes into the reality of what's happening and again you program it and i program like a simple program is i program program mine to go right to spin right if it's right if it's yes left if, left if it's no And to pause if it's like a neutral. When you start your pendulum, you have to clear it. You can clear it, throw it in the sun, do some of that work. You can soak it in some salt water, something like that if you want. They're really inexpensive. You can can make it out of just about anything. You know, a lot of my friends have them. And, you know, I'll do a lot of my Bitcoin buys. I'll do a lot of my, you know, investments. You know, my final thing is today a good day you know, to do these things, you know, I'm getting ready. Yesterday, I had a call with somebody I was going to have to release some information to. I'm doing a project with, and I said, you know, okay, is there integrity and to the right place for me, you know, to release this information? Because for me, you know, in business, I basically kind of structured my life around water. Okay. I want to move with water. I mean, if you pour water someplace, if it's blocked, it doesn't go there. It just goes around. It finds the least path of the resistance. Kind of my whole life is kind of that now. And if there's too much resistance anywhere, it's you don't find me there. And you don't find me getting into financial disputes. You don't find me getting into contractual disputes because of water, you know. And so I, as I was talking to the, my pendulum before I was on the call, I said, okay, is there, is there integrity lined up with what I'm doing? 
you know, so, you know, do I have to renegotiate this? Is it going to be right? Can I give them this information? You know, I did it a couple of times, see if I was faking myself. It ended up the right way, telling me to release some information and uh, no backlash. It could have been backlash from releasing the information. It was no backlash. It all moved forward. Same as, you know, when I sold my house, you know, I is now the time, you know, I saw these asset prices growing extensively in California. I was in a, one of those areas that, you know, were, you know, you've seen it, they were a decent area, you know, where people would want to live. And uh, I said, it's today today. And boom, it said, yeah. So I put my house up for sale, worked out great. And uh, you know, when I haven't done it and I've kind of fought the feeling, you know, it, it hasn't been the best for me. Let's put it that way. And, uh, and it's lessons learned. And, you know, every day is a lesson. And the day we stop learning is the day uh, I don't want to live, to be honest with you. You know, so for me, life is just about learning everything we can about our movement forward and how we can help humanity kind of get through certain tough times. I might call myself a cop out in that I'm not in society right now. I don't have to expose myself to society. Uh, but the people that do have to be in society, there are ways that you and I have discussed today that can help them kind of navigate that and put themselves. If, if you can put your mind in a calm place for one or two minutes a day, that's huge. When I meditate, you know, it doesn't last long because of all the thoughts in my head, things that I'm doing. Meditation for me, you know, I do it in the float tanks when I have that access to them, things like that. Quiet time in my, in my sauna, you know, I try not to, if I'm, if I'm not doing sound therapy, I'm doing, you know, if somebody asked me what's my favorite music, silence would probably be what I would say. To find pure silence is one of the hardest things to do in the world today. And uh, I'm, you know, able to do it with the wind blowing, you know, in a forest, you know, now, which, which to me is kind of my silence. If you can find yourself a, a silent, quiet space just to kind of focus on what's really important to you in your life right now. I think that's where society has gone from being cooped up around millions and having super energy around us. You know, I have really bad Wi-Fi where I'm at, which I'm glad of. I only get it in a special couple of spots in my room, in my areas. And I like that. I don't get it in my bedroom. I don't get it in anything like that. You know, I have my house, you know, set with crystals. You know, I got black tourmaline in specific areas. I have a lot of shungite in certain areas, you know, to help you know, get rid of, you know, any kind of negative energy that would have been here to release any kind of negative energy that enters. And I try to support people and organizations like yourselves that are kind of spearheading things that are where the planet is going. I do feel in our lives, we're going to be doing some kind of restructuring cellular structure where we're going to be able to travel at great speeds, great places by restructuring our cellular profile and restructure it when we get there. And we'll probably travel through a, a light wave or beyond that. So, you know, I, I, I feel that that's coming and I feel it's, you know, one of my jobs is to kind of maybe help create these types of textiles that, you know, help us mitigate these things as we do it. You know, I'm into a lot of, uh, you know, the textile that we've developed that is for absorption of pressure, things like that, which, you know, I think the future will hold. Again, sunlight is big. You know, one of our things we're created is, you know, BioSun, a fabric we haven't released yet. We're still fine tuning it. I now, did you read the Celestine Prophecy? Mm -mm. Great book to read, old one. And it talks about why we meet people in our lives and like how you and I met. And, uh, you know, every 
meeting kind of means something to us. And why are we watching the squirrels now eat up my uh, head to my bird food? And by the way, you cannot outsmart a squirrel, just so you know, impossible. I've done everything in the world. I had one literally drop 30 feet from a branch to jump onto a line to grab my bird food. Okay. <laughs> and he made it, and they make it at, at great levels. Right. Uh, where was I at? I got, I got the squirrel sidetracked me. Um, Celestine Prophecy. Why, why we. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. The Celestine Prophecy is a great book. It's all about just, you know, why we meet people in our lives. And every meeting we have, everything we do, we focus on, you know, what was that meeting about? And how is it going to elevate me on a, a spiritual level? And spirituality is is different for every human. It really is. And that's what I like about a spirit, spirituality. It's not one thing. I'm not huge into religion at all. And uh, I'm more about spirituality. And you ask me, you know, my God, my God is, you know, this sun right here. Right now, that's what I'm, uh, you know, bowing down to right here because, you know, I don't have any life without it right now. But the Celsian prophecy led me in that direction. And, you know, for the past, you know, 25 years, you know, every time I would meet somebody, I'd think to myself, okay, how can we benefit each other in this meeting here? Just like when you and I met, you know, boom, we met each other for literally not a long time. And I saw you had lights. I knew I had, a, I knew I was into red light. I knew you were into red light and boom, you know, a friendship spawned and there you go. Now real things are being made from that friendship. And uh, I see the same thing in, in my textile business. And as I'm making my red light fabric, you know, you'll be the first one to maybe help us prototype this stuff. Right. And we'll, you know, we'll get you that type of thing. Uh, you know, I have now these fabrics that are giving off certain wavelengths of UV light, you know, for this other cellular activation we're looking at, you know, that might be something you'd be interested in. We now have these fabrics now that are doing that. So, you know, everything takes a time and now I'm connected with a company that is dealing with NASA and, uh, through this company that, you know, I told them about my light therapy, you know, and, uh, and of course NASA's big time into red light therapy. Okay. Say you are a person that had a, uh, a broken bone. And you've wrapped that bone in a uh, cast. And now we know that that uh, tissue is going to atrophy. And they've now proven that infrared wraps will stop that atrophy considerably. And so will red light therapy because of the stimulation it does to the mitochondria, right? On how it assimilates oxygen and things of that nature. So, uh, you know, with all that said, the Celestine Prophecy led, led me to have an open mind to direct me into that uh, kind of quagmire i wouldn't even call it a quagmire it's actually the opposite it's kind of like a a flotation of energy that leads us to each other that helps us perpetuate things that are going to be beneficial for our movement and our ascension i would say our ascension into the new reality that we're all focusing our minds on and and it is an ascension you know we have to be able to ascend this vibration of our bodies and elevate above the other side of that, I won't say the word negative because, you know, that's not a good word. The other side of ascension is not going that direction. So if you're not ascending and you're neutral, that's better than going the other direction. But, you know, again, what we do and what you do is we try to create things that ascend us. And uh, so ascend would be my, you know, my word for us today. Let's all learn how to ascend ourselves. I love it. A lot of good thoughts there, David. Appreciate it. Maybe one last question I'd have for you, especially since you're so you do so much research and you know about so many relatively novel molecules and supplements and adjuvants. I would ask you if there's anything new or on the horizon along those thoughts, whether it's ways to integrate elements or, or again, supplements or adjuvants that most people don't know about that you're either kind of tooling around with, utilizing, or kind of have your eye on for the future. 
Well, I think it's important that we realize we're male and female. You know, we have a, you know, a, a certain types of uh, hormones in our bodies naturally, right? As a man, I'm always trying to keep certain levels of my testosterone high naturally, you know, and for that, because I know there's a lot of people that have, you know, prostate issues and things of that nature. And, you know, I, I, I love maca. I like uh, bee pollen extract, you know, for the male category. And uh, I like maca for females as well. I like the whorehound in that aspect as well. I think it's important for us to keep our libido strong. Trust me, I think that's one of the gifts of God, all right, is our reproductive systems and things of that nature. I think that uh, relationships need to keep that, to keep sound. I've been married, you know, 32 years and not by accident. Gynostema, one of the, the elements I would talk about. I think it's one of the most powerful aptogens on the planet, gynostema is. So I would look at, you know, those kind of extracts I'm playing around with. And or we always carbon 60, you know, I, I do feel there's something there. I think the research is proving positive on carbon 60. And again, all carbon 60s are not created equal in any way, shape or form. There's many, many carbon 60s. Have, did we talk about this last time? Yeah, I was just going to say, so David, you, you cover this yeah. thoroughly in the, in the previous. Okay, great. Okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Because we don't want to go there again. But yeah, I would say. I would say that. I would think our eyes are important. I think the mushroom world has a lot to offer us. You know, I'm, I'm working a lot with the Chaga guys now from a company. I don't know if you know them or not. It's, it's not from something that we had in the past together. So I think these compounds coming out of, out of Chaga could be really promising. And they're new, never, never before found. And I, I can get you those chemical names if we want to. I have, I have them on some papers that I wrote about. And I think those are going to be positive. And again, the psychedelics, I think, you know, that part of the world is just getting opened up to us now. I've never really been one big on that. I do like to keep control of my, of my senses. I, I feel like I, I can take my own trips, I think, but some people need that. I think if they have depression, I think it, you're going to find the psychedelics for people that are on all these terrible anti-depression medications that are out there these days. And because of this pandemic and the lockdowns that drove so many people into depression, I think you're going to see micro dose of that being super positive in that realm. So, you know, that that's where I would go with it. I would really focus people on learning how to integrate conventional medicine with their own medicine, if you want to say, do their own research. Take your lives in your own hands and be the one thing I would say. Never trust your yourself to a human that can't take care of themselves. One type of medication leads to multiple medications is all I can tell you. Stay away from them. I can say that from my own experience with my own family. My father is, you know, now got dementia in Oklahoma. I couldn't be around him my entire life. Tried to be an influence on him, but you know, some people appreciate their doctors more than they appreciate their kids. Always had a great relationship with him, though. No problems there. It's just I saw what the medical world could do to the human system if left unchecked. And today, if you watch any TV, which I watch very little, you're going to see more pharmaceutical ads than anything you can find out there. And this is not by accident. This is a programmed takedown of our society. Don't think it isn't, okay? Be yourself, be your own doctor, 
and take responsibility for yourself is my last thing that I would say to you, man. And uh, just the, the, those simple things we talked about as being new, the psychedelics for depression that people are going through because depression's real. I've had family members deal with it. These, I think, are some of the newest things. They're going to take people to easier ways to deal with society. And one thing I always focus on, a simple thing in the morning when I wake up, what's the thing that stresses me out the most? I tackle that immediately. Get it out of my mind so I don't have to think about it again. And deal with your problems. They're not going to go away. You can't brush them under the, the rug. You know, you got to accept responsibility for life because here we are and we're all in it together. And uh, there's people like you and I and, you know, millions of others out there doing so many positive things in the world. There's so many positive things you could look at. Some people choose to look at the negative. I don't mind seeing the negative. I got You got to take a little bit of it in to realize where we're at. I'm a realist, super realist about that. But uh, realize that uh, you are in charge of your own mind. You can decide whether you're going to be in a good mood or a bad mood. And you can decide what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink. Everything in moderation is fine with me is the way I look at it. You know, I'm not a stickler one way or another on, you know, I'm, I'm a stickler on my diet. I eat super healthy and super important and it's paid off for me and my wife. I walk my talk. Let's put it that way. That's, that's important because a lot of people can spew suggestions or, or quote unquote facts, but then, you know, they don't back it up with their own actions. So, but, but regardless, David, you've given me and the audience a lot to think about and mull over a lot of food for thought, both metaphorically and, and literally yeah, so, right. as always appreciate your time, appreciate your knowledge. It seems like we already have a third conversation set up sometime in the future with, with things that are coming down the pipeline. So I look forward to that, but Again, appreciate your time and sharing all of your knowledge and wisdom with us. Awesome. Hey, listen, it's been great talking to you. And I just want your group to know that you know, you're on the right track. The creams you're making, the products you're developing are, are super high quality and you should be proud of yourself. Thanks, Thanks a lot. I appreciate that, man. For everyone listening, you appreciate you listening to the whole episode. This has been David Horanek and Dr. Mike Belkowski signing off of the Red Light Report. You guys have a fantastic day. Thank you for listening to the Red Light Report. If you like what you heard today, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes and other podcast platforms to help spread the word so other people can learn about the many health, wellness, and longevity benefits of red light therapy. If you're looking for more educational content, check out our Instagram page at biolight.shop and our YouTube channel, Biolight. I'm Dr. Mike Belkowski, and I'll see you on the next episode.